Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next man. Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You're now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here in the basement on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin, as usual, and always. Thanks for hanging out. Um, recording this on a Thanksgiving evening, just after we had a bunch of turkey. Hope you had a good one. Hope you hope you are stuffed. Hope you are wined and, and dined. We actually, um, you know, had a little tweet storm this morning, and as I do on Thanksgiving, and uh, had to thank all the all the great people, great artists that have been down here to talk uh, with us this year. The list is is long. It's out there on Twitter. You can you can look at. I'm not gonna name them off now, um, but you know, I realized we hadn't mentioned the fact that like our our good friend Paul, you know, uh, him and his wife Lisa welcomed their uh, their first son Bodie into the world, and uh, so we we packed up some turkey, we packed up some uh, some beer, and uh, and went over to hang out and watch some football. Hang out with their eight-year-old son, who's amazing, and uh, was reminded that even, um, even, even when some things around us may be going going crazy and and batshit, there's there's always a sort of a center that storm, uh, and that is our friends, and that is our our family and the people we do this with, um, and uh, it's just something to be very very thankful for, uh, and. I guess the reason I'm bringing it up because yeah, this is the last, this is the last taping of of our album reviews for this year, and we were talking about a Tribe Called Quest last album, and in thinking about who was going to do this, you know, everybody wanted to talk about it. Um, decided to make a few phone calls. Uh, our friend, good friend Marcus Moore from Bandcamp, senior editor up there, said he would join us. Our good friend Ian Taranji. The lucky so and sos said he too would join us, and then uh, Chad Clark, who I hadn't seen in a while uh, from Beauty Pill, said, "Yeah, he would be." You know, he's to my mind, he's probably Trap Cold Quest fanboy number one. And uh, so, what what you're about to hear is us as just hanging out, uh, talking about a band we loved, uh, doing a little post mortem on it, a little critique of the album, and uh, and it was just a great time. And I am extremely thankful that we get to do that. Here, I, I don't take it for granted, but you know, it's it's an odd thing that maybe you know people are like, yeah, what, you want me to just come over to a basement in the middle of DC and sit and talk on a mic for an hour, maybe two, about music, and and I say, yeah, let's do that, and and we've continued to do that now for almost five years, uh, over two hundred episodes um, this year. We definitely hit some high points. And uh, yeah, so the point I'm just trying to make is is uh, thanks to them uh, for taking the time for being being my friend and our friends, and uh, thanks to you guys for listening and bearing with us while we explore this territory, whatever it is we're doing. Um, after we talk about this, I do want you to stick around 
And, uh, and I'll tell you real briefly, we haven't played tracks on this podcast for a little while. Just sort of got right to the ending, right to the, uh, the Holly Ann tag. Uh, but a kid named Victor Perry from Atlanta actually sent me a track the other day and there's a lot to, uh, a lot to love about it. And, uh, and so, uh, I wanted to tell you about that. So we're going to play a track from him at the end of this. And then, uh, I'm going to tell you a little about, bit about him. So make sure you stick around. Um, but now, if, you, if you're if you all set, if you're relaxed, you're, uh, you're settled in, maybe you got your, your beverage, maybe you're in a turkey coma, um, maybe you're buying shit furiously online, you just need a break, a nice, relaxing, soothing uh, audio podcast break, uh, I guess it's time to head down to the basement. So let's go. Capital G, ball in the beat. Status Chris Paul or John Wall in the league. Grab a mic, still the knuckles will bleed. In terms of, I, uh, well, wherever. Like, I, I was actually thinking, I know we were here to talk about Tribe Called Quest, but uh, I needed something feel good. So, if we can talk about the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. That's <laughs> like, the, the last time I feel we were safe. Um, and, uh, you know, no, we are, we are here, uh, gathered here. Today, in our final album review podcast, uh, actually to talk about the uh, new album from a tribe called Quest. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Joining me in the basement is, this may be the most distinguished panel uh, we've done this year. And and you've done a bunch, Mr. Moore. You've done one, Mr. Clark. You've done a bunch, Ian. But we have we have Marcus Moore from Bandcamp. We have Ian Taranji from uh, Saving Saving. Uh, immigrants as a lawyer, but he also plays in Lucky So and So's. Mr. Chad Clark yes. from Beauty Pill. Uh, thank you guys for taking the time to come out uh, this pre-Thanksgiving thing. Thanks for Thanks having for us. Having you, us. Man. Yeah, I think though this album is worth venturing <laughs> out from your house, like yeah. like raving it. It is. Oh, totally. um, you know, this came out. Uh, we've talked a lot about the election. We're gonna fanboy this, aren't we? We are. We are yeah, gonna fanboy beautiful. this. Uh, this came out uh, a couple days after the election and. Like things like this, I, I know you on Twitter was like, like stop talking about like how the art's gonna be fucking great because that is a bullshit thing to you yeah. know. Yes, um, I but, resent that. But at the same time, when this came out, uh, it might have done some good before, but it doesn't matter because it did a lot of good after. Yes, and I think we can all agree when we pushed play on this on Friday morning, might have been the first time we felt good that week. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I uh I don't feel I was thinking about this on the drive over here. I don't feel I almost don't feel worthy of critiquing Tribe Call Quest. Like I or of critiquing these people because I, I have tremendous like awe is just the word. Yeah. Uh for them uh my initial reaction to the record uh i was really surprised that everyone embraced it so quickly it seemed like everyone i knew just was like yes thumbs up what was it 18 years from the yeah. last yeah mm-hmm. uh to me it was uh it's i mean i immediately felt good about the opening message obviously is like yes extremely moving to me um but i felt like the 
in general, it was more challenging. The music, the, the record is more challenging mm-hmm. and more difficult than I had expected. In my, in my, in my experience, which my opinion of tribe is that they have only ever made pleasurable music. So, so let's back it up a little because, you know, we were talking upstairs about uh, holes in my sort of music experience. And this was actually one of them, 90s hip hop. Like I, I knew they were around, but I just didn't dive into it. I was too busy with uh, bullshit like Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins. And uh, so I, there's this perspective that I have coming to this where it's just like, sure, these guys are doing that. I saw the documentary on that and I've since become mm-hmm. a tribe fan. But for, for you, who are obviously probably the biggest super fan down here, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. more a second. Totally. You, you know, oh, no, I'm going to challenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ian's going to challenge. All right. So, so when they came out, this was 1989, you know, and, and what we're talking about, we're talking about um, Q-Tip, who's had a pretty successful like solo career, I think, and he's mm-hmm. one of the most mm-hmm. recognizable hip-hop people. Yeah, on his planet, voice yeah. For, sure. for sure. His voice for sure. Uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad, uh, Fife Dog, who's no mm-hmm. longer with us, and uh, Jerobi White. And uh, in 1989, uh, they they sort of started hitting hitting the airways. But in 1990, we had the uh, People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm. When this came out for you guys, like what? Because this was the dawn, and I know this just from the anthropology of it, of not just the the Brooklyn hip hop. Mm-hmm. Not this was when art quote unquote started to work its way into hip hop. So yeah. so knowing that, like how how did you guys first experience them? I mean again for me, everything they did was instantly good. Yeah. Like that's what I think they're that's I think they're genius. Yeah. Within a couple seconds you're 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 down. Mm-hmm. Um like the the there was like a discipline to almost the BPM, you know, like there's a narrow range of 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 uh tempo and pace and everything just is instant head nod. Mm-hmm. Um it's challenging it, music that's fun. Yeah, I mean it's, it's like but it yeah, it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be explained. Right. right. Uh it doesn't you you feel it immediately. Um, it's, it's instantly pleasurable. Uh, and that was, that record had that quality and it just kept going and and becoming more and more honed and more, uh, carved and deliberate. I mean, is low end theory is, is a perfect record. Yes. I mean, I don't. I I feel like it's an unassailable record, but that's me. No, I mean, I can put it. it I can put it on start to finish. I remember the day I got it. Yeah, yeah. I remember the day I got it. I was ten years old. Yeah, everything about that record, about the way it feels, the way it looks, uh, the title, right, the 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 way it opens, the way it ends. Yep, Mm -hmm. everything about it is just feels masterful. Yeah, Uh, and. And they all, all, and increasingly, like I started to associate, I I presume that Q-Tip was the main energy behind this, you know, this discipline that I ascribed to them because it just seems so. It just seems really disciplined music. It seems like mm-hmm. there's yeah. a real like carved aesthetic, and they and everything is there's all these like really, uh, uh, us uh, like uh. uh the, the minimalism seems very, 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 very 
disappointed. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing and that that's yes, and that's the that's the thing that I was surprised is not the case on this record. And initially I was very confused by it because there's a lot of saturation on this record. I think I think the the hooks, so like that minimalism that you're talking about has been like a hallmark of their career. Like if you go back through all their records. But And as a fan I would have expected a return album to just be like that times hundred. That's what I thought when I pushed play, I was like, all right, I'm getting ready for like a regal summit of that. And this record is not is diverges from that idea. Right. I mean, I, I would offer up uh, a few theories on that and you guys can agree or disagree. I, I think, you know, this is 18 years in the making. This is 18 years. They've lost like Fife Dodd. They've lost their brother. They, everything before, like the hooks you're talking about, like if, if I, I, I shudder to think that anybody listening to this has not listened to Trap Cold Quest, but if you haven't put it on, you'll get what Chad's talking about. You'll yeah. get that immediately because when you look up hook in the dictionary, there better be a picture of Trap Cold Quest. Yeah. This right. is this is the classic like Barry Gordy. This is this is what everybody was striving to do, and they got it, and they got it in a science, and they got it in a relatively nascent art form, like that people weren't coming to. You know, yeah. I mean, at that time, it was still largely a black audience. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I think the, the development that we hear on this album uh, so far, especially like the first song, which I want to talk about in, uh, in a little bit, is that they've been away. I mean, they've been doing live shows, but they've been away from doing this and seeing how effective they are and seeing what's going on in the world. I mean, this is this is a political record. Yeah, totally. there's no like, question. Like, it's absolutely a political record. It's Honestly, one of the most poignant political records I've seen since The Pimp a Butterfly. And, yeah. get, and mm. given the title, like, Dallin couldn't be here, but he was like, they just dunked on Kendrick. Mm. <laughs> well, think, and, about, think, about, think about this. Think about this, because you brought it up earlier, and you said, you know, okay, it was the first, when we heard it on Friday, you know, it was the first time we felt good after, obviously, mm-hmm. the shitty-ass election on Tuesday. But they recorded all this before that election. And yes. yet it... And yet it it fits. Well, all this was going on. All, all the bad all stuff fits. that we've been talking about was going on before the election. Yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah, let's, go back to, let's go back to 2015 or even 2016 before this. It's a horrible year. Yes. Yeah. Horrible fucking year. So that, that they're writing about this stuff should be no surprise. Yes. Yeah. I think I mean, I'm, I'm writing about it. Huh? Now you're writing there's about no, it. There's no... Everybody should be writing there's about it. There's no artist who's not. Yeah, there's yeah. no artist who's not. I... Hadn't thought about it though, Chad, until you actually texted me just randomly. It's like, it's like, I, and basically what you've been saying is like how you felt about the album the first time. And I hadn't thought about it. And I was like, oh crap. Like, yeah. Like, how, how do you address this stuff so succinctly and so importantly and on their last album? Yes. I mean, it's a very strange, haunting circumstance. Everything about it mm-hmm. is, 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 is strange. It's, Remarkable because, from what I understand, it was made quickly. Q-Tip doesn't move fast, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, but I suspect he has a vault. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the he's, dude, a mu- he's a music head. I mean, there's actually there's a lot of great instrumentation on this album. Yeah, um, I mean, and so I wouldn't be surprised if Q-Tip has a vault. Yeah, of I, beats and a he's vault. A, of he's line. a. I mean, yeah, he's a very interesting figure because everything about him. Everything that's appealing about him 
seems to express and amplify spontaneity and being live and having a vibe and just not being, you know, just being having this tremendous flow. He's mm-hmm. a jazz head. Yeah. He's yeah. A jazz Everything. Head, and I think, I think, but it, he it also has this history this of yeah. being very controlled about, you know, what he releases. And right. there's a, there's a mystique that he think he's cultivated, uh, simply through being, I mean, he's deliberate. He moves very mm-hmm. deliberately. I, I, uh, I I identify with that to some extent. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but this record, as from a, from what I understand, happened fairly quickly. Like they got together, they played a show. Tip was feeling it, mm-hmm. and yeah. then was just like, "Let's make a record." And then, like a year later, we have a record. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Right. What What's more incredible is that the method that he used. He said, "You know, if you're going to be on this record, you have to be in the studio with us." Yes. Which is something I don't think they had ever done. So, so email me your verses. <laughs> right. I think the only exception he made was Elton John. I could be wrong. Maybe Elton was in <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, you got you to gotta bend for Elton a little bit. A little, you know? yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah. I want to I play a track now because uh, this is, to my, this is, this is like, um, all right, this is like anything on, on Kendrick Lamar's album, but the, the, the title track of this album, they, we're going to play the first two tracks on this podcast just to spoil yeah. it, but... That's this. This is the biggest one-two punch in music in the past ten years. I think this is two tracks that just fucking lay it out for where it is. But the one I want to play first is the uh, space program. So let's hit it. It's coming down hard. We got to get our shit together. It's time to go left and not right. Gotta get it together forever. Gotta get it together for brothers. Gotta get it together for sisters. For mothers and fathers and dead niggas For non-conformists, one-hitter quitters For Tyson types and shade figures Let's get it together, come on, let's make it Gotta make it, to make it, to make it, to make it, to make something happen, to make something happen, to make something happen, let's make something happen. Word the fight for gonna bring it to the overlord, drinking Cisco, chilling with the gold microphone cords, and we grip our balls every time we stuntin' on tour, cause we never bore, responding to the ready crowds roar, and promoters try to hit us with the art of war, we about our business, we not quitters, not bullshitters, we deliver, we go get us, don't be bitter, cause we not just niggas. Jerobe, my fire woven to different cloth, ain't nothing from it, and the second kid is written off, hardest spit in the city, I'll make you spit and get yourself in the maze, you can pull your brain, missing lust and planning for our future people, one of our people involved, boring handy and smearing off, the kid and cracking off, cracking off and smearing off, can quickly turn the Molotov, Molotov the spaceship door before that bitch is taken off, it always seems the poorest persons, the people forsaken dog, the Washingtons, Jeffersons, Jacksons on the captain's log, they rather leave us to the gray and swore poison deli small, glass unblackening, it's happening, you feel it y'all, I'd rather see we need three breath structure with many bars, leave us where we are so they can play among the stars, we taking off the Mars, got the space vessels overflowing, what you think they want us there, all us niggas my reputation ain't glowing, reparations ain't flowing If you find yourself stuck in the creek, you better start rowing Used to see the TV screen as a place I land my dream In the car stereo, where it would promote the show Optimistic little brother with a little hope You know space program for niggas, where you stuck, kid, nigga There ain't a space program for niggas, where you stuck, kid, nigga There ain't a space program for niggas, where you stuck, kid, nigga Stop, stop, stop. Uh, 
Sitting wonder sometimes I read the paper every day All these happenings are secular Just happen different ways And the president's refined In her wings she's confined With about 30 percocets Of five bottles of wine Carolina nothing finer Than a black woman Who climbs to the top of the state building Claiming that their flag is mine Now people on top of people Feels like we can't breathe Put so much in this motherfucker Feel like we shouldn't leave Put it on TV Put it in movies Put it in our face These notions and ideas The citizens live in this face I chuckle just like all of y'all Absurdity after all Takes money to get it running And money from trees don't fall Imagine for one second All my people of color please imagine for one second all the people in poverty no matter the skin tone culture or time zone think the ones who got it would even think to throw you a bone moved you out your neighborhood did they find you a home non-cypher probably no place to imagine if the shit was really talking about space There's a space program, uh, Tribe Called Quest, uh, much to Jared's chagrin, I can't say the lyric, which is, there's a, I read I can't say the lyric, but, uh, you know, that is, that is a powerful, uh, lyric, the hook, and that, and it's a powerful lyric, and it's a true lyric, that's, that's where this album, for me, like, It's a very heavy, it's very heavy lyric. It's, it's one of the heaviest lyrics, like, I've heard in a long time. It really hit me hard. Um, and, uh. You know, all in that you have the fun of tribe, though. <laughs> you know? Right. You have yeah, the lyrical acrobatics. You have everything that you loved, except this like super heavy, like apoc- literally apocalyptic. Like, nah, you're not yeah, going yeah. space. Yep. Right. Um, so when when we've talked about when we were we first heard it a bit more, you you plugged into this same day, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know what I, I didn't understand your question. No, Literally. it wasn't quite well. So <laughs> your expectations of of tribe, you got it when you were yeah. ten. Oh yeah, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no worries. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I I got into I got into tribe. I kind of backed into tribe. Like my first introduction to them was the Low End Theory, mm-hmm. uh, 1991. Um, and the thing that really resonates oh. with me when it comes to tribe called Quest is that. You know, you, you have to think about the era of hip hop that they entered. And at the time, N.W.A. had just come out like mm-hmm. a year or so ago. And it was all about bravado. It was all about like, you know, like hardcore West, mm-hmm. like bravado and social commentary. Or, or scaring the fuck out of white people. Or scaring the fuck out of white people. <laughs> yes. And the thing about Tribe, at least I can only speak for myself, is like they they showed that you can be a regular person and still like either rhyme or you can be in music or do whatever. And so they they showed that, you know, you can you can totally just be yourself, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, I'm not like a hardcore gangster from the West Coast, but I can I can really I can identify Are with you Q-tip. Sure? No, <laughs> I can <laughs> I can identify with like Q-tip and Fife and people like that. Right. So that was my introduction. And, uh, you know, when. So so were you surprised that they went political on this? Um, no, I wasn't. I'm not and really kind of threaded throughout their. Yeah. That's never not been. Yeah. yeah, they've they've always they've always been very uh very clever at the way that they address politics. Like they're never just going to hit you over the head with a political track. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they can do it here and there. Like you may catch a, a lyric here and there, but for the most part, they do a really good job of weaving what's going on uh, socially into what they do into like their jazz hip hop hybrid, and um. Even with this one, I mean, it's a totally politically charged record, but at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't hit you over the head politically like a pimp butterfly or like even Solange to to a certain extent. It's like it's it's definitely a tribe record, 
but you don't it's still it's still easy listening. You still get the messages, but you don't feel like you're being talked at, if that makes any I mean, sense. You, you don't think you're being talked at and we the people? And I, and I mean that in a good way. Well, no, I mean, I don't feel like he's talking. He's not talking at the people who would identify with the record. I mean, if you listen oh, okay. to the, you know what I'm saying? If you listen to the chorus, you know, all you black it's, folks, uh, yeah, you it's must all you go. Black people, it's actually right. all you black folks, you must go. All you Mexicans, all you, Mexicans you, must you must go. go. And all you poor, all you poor folks, folks, you must, you go. must go. Muslims and gays, boy, we hate your ways. Exactly. So, so like, that's, a, that's a direct shot at the political rhetoric rhetoric yeah. you've heard yeah. over the past year. But it's year. a political moment. I mean, tribe yeah. has always been in the moment. They've always been, you know, yeah. uh, uh, when they were around in the '90s, they were always, yeah, like right part of society, part of the zeitgeist. I guess you know. I mean, and and so it, it feels it feels right to have them blasting you in the face with the with the message a little bit. And even a song like the Space Program, which is you know, I mean, when you listen to the title, it's about like, hey, we're all in the, we're all in this together. We're not going to go anywhere. Right. But if you listen to the end of the lyric, Q-Tip just kind of like has this this line where it's like. You know, it's not even talking about space. So it's like then it kind of switches into a gentrification song, mm -hmm. which yeah. then which then bleeds right into We the People, which is a direct gentrification, gentrification song. song. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, it's very it's, they're very, very clever at the way that they do that. Well, it's funny because the album for me was a little front loaded on those, but it like it goes on throughout the rest of the album. I will say this. It started to, out front loaded for me. The more I listened to it, the more I've liked the back. Well, end I, don't, of, I don't mean quality. I mean, I mean that, that particular message, yeah, like yeah. It, it, like that was the message that drives home, but then it goes on to talk about, uh, you know, this generation. Yeah. This day is celebrating the kids. And the very next track is like making fun of them. It's like, y'all know this is like fantasy. Right. Um, this is, you know, I, I don't know how old are they now. Are they are they forties. They were like our yeah. age. They're yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so these are like some elder statesmen finishing off and just being like, "You motherfuckers are doing it wrong." Mm -hmm. Yeah, but well, at the same time, giving some people props. Well, let me well let, well let me say this real quick because, like, tribe is actually one of the reasons why I'm into hip hop. I mean, I grew up. I'm you know, I mean, I'm Hispanic, but I basically grew up as like a white kid in the Midwest. And so I listened to, you know, I grew up on a lot of like metal and rock and, you know, and then I got into blues and stuff like that. And, and, and I've always loved jazz. And um, Tribe was the first. I'm, I know that they weren't the first to do it, but they were the first to come into my consciousness of bringing jazz into hip hop. And it just I remember it just blew my mind. And it's a lot of people did it more, more in a more corny way. Yeah. After yeah. they after they did it. What now you're talking yeah. about like us three and, and I think there's a lot of corny jazz hip hop yeah. Yeah. that just doesn't work. Well and, and, I, and I think and that I that's that's that's, that, a, that's yeah. a that's a that speaks to their genius, I think, is that yeah. shit just works. Because like, Q tip is a jazz head though. I mean he yeah. grew up, he knows the blue note catalog i mean mm -hmm. he's you know he is a bona fide jazz head he grew up that way well, at what point and so does, I, what... I that was he was like one of the first guys like public enemy and tribe were the first two like rap acts that got me into rap mm -hmm. and hip-hop and um you know on the on the on the tribe side it was it was definitely the jazz i grew up you know listening to a lot of jazz and stuff like that and and um you know and i played instruments and and um the jazz just 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 really hit me and then it all kind of like came together it was like the perfect 
the perfect mix because it was minimalist the way yeah you know the way the way you mentioned on the best i, I stuff think we're seeing this more and more though like at what point like there's seems to be a line that keeps getting crossed back and forth between hip-hop and jazz where there's sort of the same thing and like and maybe there's i'm wrong like and, and uh, do we have any idea where that line is i've heard some i i prefer not to cite specific oh, things fine. yeah but i've definitely heard some jazz like there's a there's a there's a jazz record that comes from a jazz artist that specifically responds to hip hop and tries to grab onto it in a way that just doesn't work. Yeah, right. um, and that's the m- main thing I want to keep emphasizing here is that what they did worked. 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 Yeah. Yes. Like it really all the yeah. musical pieces. I mean, I listen. Very, I engage very intensely with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of the musical pieces that they put together um, worked in an organic way. And it's just really people with computers, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing how organic it feels when you think about Well, there's a lot how, of live... I, I feel like there's a lot of live instrumentation on this there, There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 Actually, that's something... Which I, lo- which I love. As someone who produces stuff, Chad, like, one thing I noticed, not just in this and the entire catalog... This and this goes back to like old school hip hop where it was all just done on turntables. You can hear whether or not it's added after the fact or not. You can hear vinyl scratches on this and vinyl pops all throughout that. And I think that actually grounds you in this and all of a sudden makes this music that could be like done on computers and whatnot. It all of a sudden it feels human. I think Ron, what was Ron Carter actually on low end? Low end is he was he physically there? I believe he was physically there. Yeah. He Boom. may have been. He may have been. Um, I'd have yes, to double actually, check. he was because I read sure that the other day. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, they're in New York. Ryan Carter's in New York. I'm sure it was probably just a cab ride up to right. The hell they were. Running. And this one, I know. Um, Q-Tip is all throughout the liner notes, like playing bass and playing yeah. drums and stuff like yeah. that. And so. that's the other thing too. Q-Tip. Q-Tip is a musician himself. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if that Rhodes that we heard on Space Program. Was Q-Tip playing like a some kind of like a well, a minor seven down to a minor six? Or, you know, all... here, a fun fact is that like Casey Benjamin from the Robert Glasper experiment, it was all over it. Uh, Mark Collenberg, who's the drummer for the experiment, he's who's all an over amazing it as well. drummer. Yeah, mm-hmm. amazing all, drummer. So it's like it's in a way, it's kind of like a Q-Tip's Q-Tip and Friends record. But you, he did a really good job of bringing like these really really good musicians. Jack White's on there. Yeah. Just bringing musicians in, just kind of really jam. Good musicians, no. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew. I'm, warming, gonna I'm, get I'm you. warming up to Jack White. It's yeah. I, can't, I can't believe it. He knows how to mix a record. I like he Jack does White. Do, he does he know how, how to do mix that. It. I like Jack he keeps White. It dirty. Just not his own. <laughs> I, 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 I remember just seeing Jack White in the credits and being like, oh no. And then I'm just kind of like, I think that I, I think I'm. Uh, y'all are sleeping I'm warming on Jack up. White. Y'all are sleeping on Jack, Jack White. He's a good musician. He's a. He knows his shit. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I can feel I that. Partial. I may be partial. I went to law school in Detroit, and I actually saw the White Stripes play in a club in right. Detroit, like before they hit. That's like my. I saw them before. I'm slowly changing. I'm slowly coming around. Yeah. Not me, sir. <laughs> well, I, I've I, come I, around. I'm back around. I, I, I respect <laughs> that. <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing, and like Darty will tell you the same thing. Is like he's a masterful performer, but like for me, everything he touches, like when he's he's on the uh, on Lemonade. I was just like, yeah. oh, no, man, no, that could have been so much better. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's fine, because the reality is he does love music. He does he love like music an authentically, more than like, yeah. he's, he's an authenticologist. He's a musicologist. His, his yeah. contributions work really well on the Tribe record, because they do work it, well it's, on it's Jack, but at the same time, Q-Tip 
kept everything analog. Yeah. So it feels, you know, very like lo-fi and dirty, Organic. which works to yeah. um, Jack so, White's credit. So back to my question, though, like about you, you're talking about all these musicians that are in the Glasper experiment that are coming in this. Yeah. When I mean, do when do we or do we start talking about hip hop as jazz? I mean, does it have to be? It's I mean, when own you're freestyling. Thing. When you're freestyling, that's just improvisation. That's right. I mean. You know, people have always struggled to come up with a, a singular definition of jazz, and I don't think it's possible. But you know, in 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 a large segment of jazz, one of the the, the singular elements is improvisation. And I mean, what is what is hip hop but vocal improvisation? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I think just musically speaking, like there's a way. I feel like it's becoming more and more like jazz and hip hop are becoming one because at least a lot of the music that I get feels improvised like like hip like jazz mm -hmm. does. So you don't have like if it's 16 tracks, it's not like, OK, here's the here's the hook. Here's the you know, it, it's more spacious and wide open. And I think in that regard, hip hop and jazz is becoming synonymous. Right. And as and as someone who plays in a hip hop jazz group, I mean, uh, it really it just works. You know, you can play challenging music and you can have great hip-hop vocals over it it just i mean it it really works tribe is is the proof i mean tribe is always you guys like didn't you... find some of this stuff jarring am i the only person who, well that, like, that's what that's why i started that's, that's actually like, why i started like off even with... even let's take the space program yeah. which again i'm going back to my premise that i'm not worthy of Critiquing Tribe Called Quest. You <laughs> said about Colin Stetson, but, but, you know, you, but I mean, this is this is for real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but that chorus kind of comes at a strange angle, don't you think? It definitely comes at a strange angle, but it it, it because it, it to my point about what I was talking about, their mastery of the hook, like that is the hook. That is the. I and I don't know what the math is involved in if if you're talking about stuff. But, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's just but, sort of like whoa. Math, when I first but started, the I was math like, of it is, monkish, but, though, but if, mean, if you if you look at the minorness of that sample, like go out to the stars. If you look at the minorness of that, and then it hooks you back, it, like something about that. You could not be. Listening I got to used that, to it. Yeah, you could not be mm -hmm. listening to that whole song though. But the first time you hear it, you're in, and you cannot get rid of that. Yep. See, I have the, uh, I guess I'm, you have I the have opposite, the opposite yeah. reaction, which is like, what the fuck? And I just remember thinking, like, Tribe never did that before. Like, it never got this feeling of, like, of being jarred. Right. Uh, of being like, whoa, what? Like, like, it, of really being challenged as a whole in the moment. Like, everything freedom. always where they were tugging you forward and you were just, you were just swinging with it and it just feels, felt really good. Yeah. Space program and, and a lot of this record, um, like this generation, and it comes a lot of. There's a lot of really, really challenging, mm -hmm. particularly like saturated sounding stuff. Like black spareness is yeah. the spareness of the old tribe. Uh, that that that's that discipline is not is not a particular uh like ingredient with this right. record. Well, do you and it took me a while. Took me a while to get into it. I'm, you, I'm just being honest. Do you think that that's musical growth that that's i mean we complain so much about artists who have huge hit records and then they try to remake that same record again and again this is a group that's, I, this is a group that i think oh maybe over q-tip certainly over this time i mean because we've heard his solo stuff yeah mm -hmm. and it's definitely gone um in, a, in in challenging directions at times yes um 
maybe this is just sort of a natural no i'm not i think it, I, don't get me wrong i think it's i think that like i i, <clears throat> I now i'm way into it and yeah. and all the things that i initially found like like swerve me like and I, and, I, and i agree that it is jarring but it's jarring to me anyway it's jarring to me in the same way that Thelonious Monk is jarring, where you take sort of what's standard and then you just slightly off. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's the beat, whether it's a particular chord. Um, and that's, you know, I mean, I think, again, we're talking, well, we're talking a, about a jazz head. Who, and within a hip hop context, I mean, a person who they work, used to work with, Jay Dilla, was like known for that, where he would yeah. mm-hmm. kind of drag the drum just right. a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. You know, so I think that's kind of a nod to him as well. Yeah. I want to, um, We'll start to wrap this up, but uh, I want to play uh, the other track I was talking about because I think these are the two tracks you need to hear this year. It's not off this album, but uh, this year, so play We the People. If you saw Saturday Night Live, you saw it. It was awesome. Fucking food, the ramen noodle. This simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable, but full of juju. The irony is that this bad bitch in my lap. She don't tell me she make money, she don't study that. She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me none of that. She gon' take the brain away, the place you spit on that. Vitor's and signs with it, don't try to rhyme with it. VH1 has a show that you can waste the time with. Guilty pleasure, take the edge off reality and pull a salary. I'll probably do that just sporadically. The OG Gucci boots are smitten with iguanas. In the hood, living in a fishbowl. Gentrify here, now it's not a shithole. Trend set up, I know my shit's cold. Hands set up, because I ain't so over there. All you black folks, you must go. All you Mexicans, you must go. And all of you poor folks, you must go. Muslims and gays. Boy, we hate your ways. Hey, that is We the People. Uh, pretty clear message there. Uh, and we were talking in the break about how uh, this album came together and people that are, are on it or are missing. Uh, and we were talking about Jerobi mm-hmm. and uh, Al Shaheed. Now, uh, not knowing my history and stuff, why is that Why is that significant, guys? Jerobi was, in, from my estimation... I don't want to. I don't want to seem disrespectful, but from my estimation, was uh, a relatively uh, like not as strong a figure on the first tribe, and then he seemed to let go of music. From what I understand, yeah, he just left yeah. entirely. That's fair. Yeah. He's, he's been a chef. Uh, he's right. been a chef since right. nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and so when for him, there's a lot of things about this record, and like not just like eighteen years. 18 year gap but uh-huh. this sudden making the record in in a year uh with Jerobi as like a very very present figure all throughout the record as much as fife yeah he's as he's as equally as present as fife he almost steps in for fife on this record that that's what ways. i feel like and, it I, is. and i think it's probably just a matter of timing as well because they they all agreed to do this album after performing on fallon and they were doing a commemorative performance of their first album, which yeah, Jerobi was which on. Was right, so right. I just think it was just like, okay, 
I mean, it probably I'm, feels good and they probably love him. Right. Exactly. They, probably, so they like, love well, each just, other. Right. So it's like, well, I let's just all that. ride out to the, the studio tonight and start something. I respect right. that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like when you put back together your hip hop group. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. I'm putting it on Bandcamp too. Bandcamp. Of course you're putting it on Bandcamp. Features by Chad Clark. And, <laughs> you know, That's going to be He's going to produce it for me. That's going to be so, amazing. And then Ali Shaheed from the movie. I don't know if you guys you you've yeah, seen yeah, the movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Movie really tore me up. Yeah, a movie is very very heavy and very yeah. moving. It's hard, uh, and uh, yeah. there's some really really. Um, I mean, we I guess we haven't talked about that. Like, there's this this band is fraught with a dark. I mean, when oh, when, yeah. when they broke up, they broke. Yeah, up. Was, and there's <laughs> like there's this really heavy moment where Dave from De La Soul. I think it's Dave says uh, he's asked if if I think they were on tour Mm -hmm. with a reunion tour and he's asked if they you know if he if if he expects for them to continue and he says with love in his heart I hope not yeah Mm -hmm. in that movie it's like and I was like fuck right um and he's like it's he doesn't mean it as a diss it's just like. He's just like this needs to stop. Yeah, there was some very raw feelings when they broke up. Yeah, I mean, and and so for me as a fan, I'm a fan. I'm not. I don't know them. I may never know them. Yeah. Uh, for me as a fan, Ali Shahid being absent from this record doesn't feel good. And that's my okay. that's a yeah, that's that's a criticism. That's uh, like I don't know what the story is, but I knowing tribe's history. And knowing the fraught um, emotional complexities that at least the movie seemed to suggest are right. are there, mm-hmm. uh, that unnerved me. I'm happy for the. I'm happy this record exists. It's clearly a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. But for me, that's spooky. Ali Shahid being gone from the first Tribe record after after 18 years. That's strange to me. Yeah, I mean, is it? <sighs> Was he on Saturday Night Live or not? No, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. So, yeah. So maybe there's no acrimony. Maybe shit's fine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, it's strange, you know. And I don't. And it's not really clear. Like a lot of times, I was really surprised in that movie where they show that a lot of things I thought that he was doing, Tip was doing. Yeah. You know, like a lot of lot of production stuff I thought was him. Yeah. You see, Tip's like showing the origin of how I how we cut up this sample mm-hmm. how I found this track and mm-hmm. all this stuff and I'm like wait wait a minute so and what tips, was Ali Shaheed doing and, and the film we're talking about is called Beats Rhymes and Life Travels of a Tribe Called Quest yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's out there yeah Tip t- Tip is definitely the uh, the the vinyl uh, crate digger and and um, which ways I, doesn't always, that raise the question to you what what the well, guy who I, is not I've always I, silent I, is doing. Well, I guess. Like, I guess. I guess I've never. You're, I've never really known. I've never really known what where, where the dividing line was between Ali Shahid Muhammad's contributions to the music and 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 Tip's contributions to the music. I'm talking about the music, not the obviously the lyricism. But um, well, and, and here's the thing about bands. You guys are both in bands, so you know how bands work. Mm-hmm. There is uh, my favorite band, uh, pretty much of all time. REM had this thing where there's uh, famously everything is credited to Barry Buckmills and Stipe. And the reason for that is they're like, we aren't going to fuck with this. Whatever right. we do, 
this we are a band i mean you have to be together to be that band mm-hmm. and i think i think to what you're talking about is and what you're talking about you know seeing you know how he's breaking down these samples and stuff is that they were a band which uh honestly like you don't see a lot in hip hop yeah. or didn't yeah. but i feel see like a but i feel like hip-hop. they're a band and q-tip was the band leader i mean you know? yeah, exactly. well, you i, can that, I feel like their but, entire aesthetic is sort of Q-tip driven. Yes, right. But then when you look in the liner notes, it would say like produced by the Uma, which was like um, Ali, Q-tip, and uh, Jay Dillon when he came right, on yeah. board. Yeah. So you just never knew. I was the same way. Where it's like I would look and I'm like, okay, that sounds like Jay Dillon, but maybe it's a Q-tip, right. or you mm-hmm. just you just never know. But I just feel like with this, I mean, he was there, so like you said, maybe there was no acrimony or whatever. But I just kind of figured it was scheduling because right. he was doing the Luke Cage score. And he um, is heavy on NPR, but uh, right. NPR yeah. mic check. check. So I just figured he was doing his own thing, and yeah. he wasn't in a place. But it, but to your point, Chad, it is pretty strange that like it's it's Ali. You, should, you would figure he'd be on something. Yeah, like, I mean, you, it's you like the first for him. Like, it's the it's the record that gives him his juice. Yeah. First, I mean, it's the band that gives him his juice. One trying to say, yeah, yeah, and so. I I'm surprised. I you know like I feel like. Uh, couldn't this have been slowed down to mm. allow him? You know, as a fan, I just it it kind of it hurts my heart, basically. Okay, that's that's I I feel like I'm the person saying the bummer shit about this record. No, 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 no. no but no, that's no, that was no, that was no, my no. that was my feeling. Like, come on, man. He like you can't just be like this is tribe, right? You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, I guess just from a timing standpoint as well, they they probably wanted to, given the content that's on the record, they probably wanted to hurry up and put it out while it was still relevant. Yes. Well, they also had to finish it because of Fife. Right. Right. Which is something we haven't really talked about. Yes. Yeah. Which is, is yeah so much a eulogy for... Yeah. I mean, because he he died, I think, in the making of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it right. documented his struggles uh, in that film. It's well documented, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and you know... When but it that, still hit hard. It still hit hard. Right, right. And when that happens, up, when that happens, that so if you if you look at this band this as a unit as a band, right. strange things happens when people die. Yeah, it's not complete. Yeah. Um, strange feelings happen. Strange things happen when you almost die. Uh, yeah. And uh, and maybe that's just you know, except we weren't there. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe he was like, no, we need to do this. Tribe needs to go on. I mean, th- it's clear, especially from back to the Saturday Night Live performance, that it's a tribute to Fife. Yes. They dropped the fucking banner of Fife Tug. I think. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah. and, you know, in the in that sense, it, it, it's beautiful because it is on their, on their last, like, round, the last, like, go out they reach like new territory that they hadn't done mm-hmm. and almost like nailed it perfectly. Yeah. And it, yeah. And, and, it, and it felt to me like there were two explicit sort of eulogy tunes on this album, on this album lost somebody who's sort of like, I think I feel like it's Q-tips meditation on Fife. And then it kind of bums me out that they, they, they do it. They do a Fife tribute song and then they call it the Donald. But, yeah. yeah, but such as it is, it's actually a kick-ass, a kick-ass tune. I, I, let's, let's hear a little bit of that. Yo, 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 y
with the grow, with the grow. Enough thing, that's why me had to come through. Five dog, you spit wicked every burst. Them no say, respect the training man first. Five dog, I know you have them all shook up. Good shit, cause you a mastermind they cook up. Five dog, what I go on with the grow. Enough thing, that's why me had to come through. Five dog, you spit wicked every burst. Them no say, respect training man first. Five dog, I know you on a one and twos. Give me that one where we damn, that's the one I know you wanna one and twos, give me a zero zero and do exactly what you do. Try call quest, you see them back with one another, and hey, your boss or boss. They don't want no problem. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I hope they have a band. I really hope they have a band. Yeah, yeah Donald tribute to Fight Dog. You know, that is, uh, <laughs> uh, that could have, if, if you go into this album, like, context unknown, you could be like, oh, it's political, and that's about. Well, another Donald. Yeah, I mean, it ama- uh, it's not. honestly, that, that kind of amazes me is that when they recorded this music, it was sort of like assumed that that Donald Trump was the, you know, the joke that was going to go away at some point. And then when the album comes out, it's like, oh, no, he's president. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And yet it's still it's still like you listen to the lyrics and it all still just works. Yeah, totally. The dynamic between Tip and Fife has always been the core yeah, for sure. energy, uh, the main, I think, draw of what brings you to any previous Tribe record. Uh, there is a, there's a funny kind of chemistry mm-hmm. uh, where you get the feeling Fife is like more down to earth in a way and Tip is more ethereal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think everybody has that idea. Like, you know, there's yeah, no yeah. real, like, there's yeah, no real, like, clear. It's pretty, yeah. Um, they're different vocal ranges. They're different kind of timbres. They're different. Fife is Fife brings yeah. sports in a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and he's totally doesn't care about uh, like he he he's not self conscious about making like the eternal state statement. Mm-hmm. Um, he does it a lot, but it doesn't seem like he's doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tip, I feel like, is aware of that they're doing something timeless, and it's time to like. There's a more of a sense of import, I think, to his contribution to Tribe Records. Yeah, and so there's a little bit of a um, there's a little bit of it's not exact. It's not. I'm trying to think of other like hip hop. Partnerships that are like this. Flavor Flav like, I feel and like, uh, Flavor Flav and Chuck D. Maybe. That's that's more extreme kind of like. It's more extreme, yeah. Hmm. But but the same kind of like energies coming from different places. Yes. Uh, and I feel like that's always been a big part of the chem- the essential chemistry of Tribe Records. This record is more is more sprawling in that sense where there's Andre three thousand. My favorite track, yeah. honestly. Honestly, if I'm honest, like that is the a kid song. I just love that for real. That, mm. Yeah, interesting. Thing. No, that's um, that's actually that's uh, between uh, that and space program. I'm just like that because yeah. because this is it's a very focused politically towards like what's going on, and all of a sudden it turns it back on it. And be like, hey yo, wait. And then there's the wait. there's the sex song too, which, <laughs> right, right. which yeah. is like you know like you was like okay we got to do this. This yeah. is where you know, um, yeah. which is something they always did very very well. Uh, um, 
But yeah, this record has less of that, uh, the contrast dynamic between Tip right. and Fife. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a strange, strange circumstance. Of it the, almost or, sounds like a Q-Tip solo record in some ways with kind of guest appearances. Yeah, and, and the thing that um, I took from it is that, you know, when you listen to old Tribe records, I mean, it, it would always seem like, and I put the roots in the same category where from the start, it's like, okay, it's Q-Tip Fife, Q-Tip Fife. Mm-hmm. Then after a while, like maybe towards the end, you can tell the Q-Tip's kind of taking over the record. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing with the roots where it's like, it used to be like Black Thought, Malik. And then after a while, it's like, well, Black Thought's kind of, it's kind of a Black Thought solo record now. And so right. I felt that it, it felt like a tribe record in that regard. I mean, even though, I mean, obviously Fife is not on it as much for obvious reasons, but um. It still didn't feel out of the way. He still felt present, even though he wasn't on it as much as he would have been any other time. His tone has also changed on yes. this record. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was just about, I was just about to say. I, I don't thought, know if that's illness really or if that's aging or like. Probably a little buzz. A little buzz. Mm-hmm. Like his tone is a little harder. But his verses, his flow is still really, still, really yeah. tight. Really still tight. There. Yeah. So, so I mean, what uh, to that point? Because I mean, we can at this point do a, uh, we're sort of doing like a, a post mortem on a tribe called Quest. I mean, they may go out and play shows, but this is it. Yeah. Yes, they've um, been very clear about that. This is this is there's there's the statement is... the statement that the statement, and you know, Tip would never allow this to be said if it wasn't true. Yeah, is this is final? Yeah, this mm-hmm. is final, and uh, and I think it's all good bands should be. <laughs> like, yeah, quite honestly. Uh, if Beauty Pill yeah. ever breaks up, I don't want to see a reunion in 10 years as much as I want to see you play. Like, I, I don't want to see that. And so where does this inclusion of this album and this sort of radically different album in many ways uh, from their previous work put them now in not just what we thought of them, but what, like, where they stand in hip hop, where they stand in music now? The title of this record is mysterious to me. Uh, and it yeah. seems like, like I, I, I still have trouble understanding what is being said by it's the title. It's a little title. narcissistic if you, if you take it literally, because it's basically saying, yeah, you all did good. We got this. They, yeah. Thanks. We got this, but we're out. Like they left off that little like coda, like we're out as if this is some ultimate statement upon everything that's going on in the world. And, it's 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 a damn good statement on everything that's going on in the world, and like like we said up front, it makes me feel better. Uh, it e- is, even though we can't do anything about it, it makes me feel better. So that does a little, but it, uh, but you know, it is them saying like <laughs> this is it, mm-hmm. which is it takes a big fucking ego. Yeah, it feels like solid closure. Yeah. Honestly, into like a 25, 30 year project in many ways. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it represents advancement, artistic growth. Um, you can see a clear line of artistic growth going through all of their material. Um, and, they, and it does, and there does feel like a, an appropriate leap in sophistication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For the gap of time between and this and It's the not like it. the Endless River. With Pink Floyd, which is just basically sort of outtakes. Right. It's a great album. I, I love that album, and I, and I love Pink Floyd, but it's mm-hmm. like that was very much 
we have the stuff that we could use, right. not the stuff that we felt compelled to make. They felt, they, felt we, the need, they felt the need to monetize their catalog. Do mm. we know, this is a question, not a statement, do we know uh, if this record cannibalized Tip's solo s- s- stuff in progress? Yeah, yeah. Um, well... What was his last solo record, though? His last solo like record was uh, The Renaissance, came out in 2008. And I remember, because I... In, been talking so about the last year. Review, yeah. Right, in reviewing this record, I went back and I found an old press release in my email, and he was supposed to come out with The Last Zulu in 2013. And uh. I would, Right, and I would just kind of, like, I would kind of email the publicist, like, hey, you know, what's up with The Last Zulu? What's going on? And I would never hear anything. Maybe that's where this music ended up. Right. That's what I'm wondering if that is a, that if it, that is the yeah, source. Yeah, it was just one of the well, and and according to the New York Times story, he um he just kind of wanted to get away from music for a while. So he's been he's still been working. I think he yeah. he had some stuff on like Lady Gaga's new thing. Um, he's been working with different people, but I think that he pivoted from Last Zulu for whatever reason to this. Mm-hmm. So to your point earlier, it could be where some of this Last Zulu stuff ended up on here that's what i'm wondering yeah that could be the case for sure i would that wouldn't surprise me at all which is fine i've always thought his solo stuff had a yeah. lot of really i nice mean renaissance is like what's in a band name what what is what is tribe then what is you well, know i've always felt like q-tip was the driving kind of the driving aesthetic force of the band though i mean and, so, the, and the star yeah. The star, yeah. Let's, let's I mean, that's fair. yeah, that's fair. He is the star. He's the what, what do you guys the think they uh, now that it, now the book is like closed? What, what do you think they meant? Like, what, what, what did Jesus? I know, I know. It's like in, in, well, I mean, in twenty sitting, words or less, Chad. Well, I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm a devoted fan and lover of hip hop, and in large measure because of these guys. In large measure, they were the only ones who really drew me in. It didn't, you know, it wasn't. You know, I, I've I've gone back into the catalog, the pre-Tribe catalog, you know, hip hop catalog, and 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 can appreciate it. But Tribe was really what kind of what brought me in mm-hmm. as someone who didn't have a natural affinity, didn't grow up in a you know in a hip hop culture. Um, it drew me in. For me, there was, uh, there was a really dignified Afrocentric uh, intelligence. Um, that, and, uh, and not an ostentatious way, like not showing off right? kind of way that I was, was incredibly inspiring to me, uh, how sly you can be. Um, uh, the, uh, and, and there's a lot of profound, there are a lot of profound songs. There's a, I'm trying to remember the song title, but there's a song where he, uh, where they talk about West Coast East Coast rivalry at the yeah. time, um, which was a big thing in there. In what's really going on? Yeah, it was yeah. going on. Yeah, it was called "What's Really Going On." I believe we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, and um, like, there's some really heavy lines in that song about, uh, like, shucking and jiving and. Like having sense of dignity, uh, and moving moving above and above uh, violence, and uh, I mean, I I can't I, I can't express how uh, deeply important this band is. To right, me. right. And I feel like they're 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 kind of a quintessential New York musical act. 
that none of the other fluff matters. The music matters if you're a New York band, whether you're a jazz group or well, you whatever can, it is. Can, you strip things down to their elements, and it's about the music. And so you don't need the fluff. You this, don't need the outfits. You don't actually, need the yeah, props. This album actually got me back into Tribe, uh, and it got me to explore it. And now, for whatever reason, like now, all the stuff that I missed, I'm like, oh. I, I, now you can't uh, get it out of your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I can't <laughs> stop listening to yeah. it. And and to that point, it's a New York sound, but that New York sound was meant to like educate the world, right? Right. You know, uh, especially when hip hop first started, that About was the take point. Off, it take was off like, the costumes, take off the makeup, take off everything. Right. Exactly. It's this. But, but this given is what it, it is. And, and we were talking about this when we were talking about Danny Brown about stuff we've been listening to. You know, I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, what's going on on repeat, and I, and I think uh, I, I think in general, I think there are universal things, and this is. Like not this is hippy dippy, but universal things trying to come through, and whether we channel them or not is is just a matter of chance. And I think some people channel them themselves. Marvin Gaye did on that. I think as a career, Tribe Called Quest was on the same. They're riding the same wave, and uh, they did it in a different way. But the the message was the same. The feeling was the same. Because I can put on this album, I can put on Low End Theory, I can put on Midnight Marauder, and I get the same. Uh, just general, whether or not they're explicitly saying or not, love for humanity. Yes. Yeah. Just that, it's heavy. That it's really you heavy. You don't get out of just about anybody. Right. No, it's 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 very it's extremely high level. Uh, you know, to, to me, Beatles level. Yeah. No. Like music. Fucking. And the Beatles are a good example because they did all this weird ass shit, but it was all talking about this general like love of what people could do. I mean, sort of right. rough, raw and rough, and talking about just experiences. But the way it developed, I mean, some of John Lennon's song is just incredible. And there's probably there's other parallels in the sense of both Beatles and Tribe Called Quest struggle with internal personality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah personality. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't. Uh, speaking for myself, I don't know how to like elegantly sum it up. It's kind of like life to me. This yeah, man. they're huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're huge. More? You disagree? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, uh, you know, just kind of piggyback. It's just they they show they showed people that you can make love music and not be corny. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And I and I. That's good. Let, let's show some. That's why. That's why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's <laughs> nah, for the record. N- never mind. But anyway, um, like them and like Jungle Brothers and like De La Soul, you yeah. know, yeah. they they did a really good job of showing people that hey, you don't have to be hard all the time. Like you can be aware of what's going on. Yeah, but you got to smile sometimes. So you right. might as well smile right. and love all humanity. You know, you can you can be pro black or whatever, and and, and still dance be, with the girls. Right, have a, exactly, I mean, and I'd be super militant guy. You know, I have I mean? a similar esteem for Dela, and yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends think that I, because of that, I have a '90s hip hop thing. But I think of these bands as being very distinct. I, I do have a '90s. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> like. But, but I, you know, for, I for podcast listeners, Ian's like blushing and raising his hand. <laughs> uh, I love doggy stuff. Oh. <laughs> you know, I I um. Yeah, the they're I mean that's that's a whole other topic, Dela. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole other topic. 
I wish uh, their album had been good enough to talk about. Yeah. That's uh, a problematic record. It's a problematic record. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, not to steer to, to the uh, to land of depressing, though, given what we're faced with, they're done. Maybe they're going to go out and play shows. Like, what happens now? I, I know your stance from your tweets about, like, like shut up about making it's going to make good albums, good art. And I, I completely agree with that. And I, and I think though, maybe make that good art, but also get out and like do shit that actually quote unquote matters. Art matters tremendously, but it's not what makes like Washington run. Yeah. I've been struggling a lot with, uh, what it means to be a musician in this age. My father, uh, was the last person to see Medgar Evers alive. He, my father is a serious, uh, civil rights avatar. And so I grew up with, um, this knowledge that, you know, my dad had shaped kind of helped shape this mm-hmm. kind of cradle for me to exist. And, uh, and I and I want to. I don't think I'll ever. I know I'll never rise up to what my dad did for uh, for for humanity. Really, that's there's no way I could ever um, rise up to that. But I've been wondering about um, the role of music in the future, and it's been. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm an emotional person. I'm an imperfect <laughs> person. So I've been like struggling with depression about it. Um, uh, cause I, I definitely, you know, I value what this record does. I mean, the space program, the chorus, yeah. the heaviness of the chorus is something that I really respect. And I want to, I want that kind of content to keep coming out, uh, so that there's a record of descent, um, uh, for the future. Yeah. Hopefully, in dropping the mic, they've passed the baton. Mm. That's my hope. Yeah. You ready for you know, pitchfork, sir? <laughs> <laughs> he might. He might. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah. I mean, that's. Uh... I mean, that's that. That's. I think that's what. I think that's what they're saying when they say this is final. They're like, all right, we did our part. Now take well, here's it, the take bar it, now. take it. Here, here's the bar. You have here's to the clear, bar, but also, if you want to, you know, if you're if you're going to if you're going to speak truth to power, if you're going to, um, you know, reflect the society that you live in, then you have to get in there. You have to really get in there and 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 dig deep and know your roots and know all of your roots, your musical roots, your social roots. Um, the roots of social justice, all of this stuff that comes together. And I think he's telling hopefully the next generation to take it and, 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 and move forward. Yeah. That's better, right? That's a good way to, that's a good way to view it. Yeah. Uh, I think we're about at the end. We could, we could keep like talking about this. Uh, and, and that actually sort of wraps our regular production here for 2016 so nice. uh, thank you guys for uh, being a part year. of it i enjoy the yeah, podcast we, I love we, we, it. we got a few more left that were just uh, us fucking around but uh but you guys are more than welcome to hang out but it's it's not it's not gonna be this <laughs> uh so uh thank you guys for coming down uh Thanks chad, for having us. chad i hope you get music out soon 
I do too. Uh, because because I, I'll, I'll say this, <laughs> and I think I think everybody here would agree. Like your music is important. Your yep. music, thank you. Sir. Your music uh, moves people in in a very similar way that this stuff does. Indeed. Thank you. Sir. And, uh, and uh, that's about it. I'm trying. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Holes in it, bitch, like a box of donuts. It cold out in it, bitch, standing on the corner. Condolences to niggas that got erased. I pull out some liquor on the cop's grave. Mmm, digital church bells ringing across the street. Show sure work well. Tribe called Quest, the final album. Uh, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. I think you can tell. Uh, we all love that album. There's no choice in this. You you must go out and buy this. If they tour, you must go see them. Uh, you must dig into their back catalog. You must burn the work uh, of these four gentlemen into your brain uh, because it is some of the best work that we as people have, have ever created. That we can say now because it's done. Um, so do that. Do that. And thanks, thanks again uh, for them making this album. Thanks for uh, for Marcus and Chad and Ian for coming down and talking. Always a pleasure. Hopefully, we're going to get into a little more of that next year uh, when we ramp these back up. Uh, right now, before we end the podcast, uh, I want to talk to you about Victor Perry. Now, this is a uh, is an R and B a soul singer from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, a young guy has a uh, has an EP out called 4 AM Nostalgia, but he just randomly emailed us and uh, and put a SoundCloud link to two of his tracks. Now. It's really weird how we decide or I decide what we listen to, but there's something about uh, this, and this is usually how it happens. This is how I heard Kingsley Flood uh, and a bunch of other bands, and then just there's something about it that like it compelled me to listen to it, and I'm glad I did. You know, the name of the track we're going to play is Nostalgia, uh, and it's it's a good little R&B jam. It's, it sounds like somebody just starting out. Uh, the production is pretty good. It's not not like super great, but it's it's for for what seems like, and maybe this is what d- drew me to it. What seems like a, a little DIY type of thing. It's like fuck. This is this kid's killing it. So I, I reached out to Victor and I said, "Hey man, you know how did you put this together? You go to the studio and whatnot." And he goes, "No, no my uh, my uh, vocal booth is my closet." And uh, and then I was like, "Yeah, okay, I, I'm down." I am 100% down. You know, we talk about DIY here in D.C. A lot of people think it means punk. It doesn't. It means do it yourself. And that is technically all music. That's the definition. You do it yourself. Sometimes you do it with a few other people, uh, but they're all doing it themselves. It's that you come together doing that. But it, it is the art form that, like, we create out of us, purely out of us. And um, And some people see roadblocks to that. And uh, some people like Victor build a build a vocal booth in his closet because he wants to make this EP. Um, like I said, maybe he'll maybe he'll be the next Fresh Ocean. Maybe he won't do anything beyond this. It remains to be seen. But he did this, so so let's just hear it. Here you go, Victor Perry, nostalgia. Evaporate the moon's imagination 
nestled in the spring. Sitting next to a slumber. Nostalgia off his EP 4AM Nostalgia. You can actually stream that on Spotify and Apple Music. You can buy it in uh, iTunes or buy it from Amazon Music like I did. It's five bucks, four ninety nine. If you like that, support a motherfucker and pay him and maybe uh, maybe he will get in the studio. You know, maybe, maybe this kid is like Victor is like a guy who just needs to get in the studio and all of a sudden Something's gonna be unleashed, and he's uh, he's the next Brian Wilson. 
We don't know. We never know. And that's why it pays to always have an open ear and always uh, just listen to stuff once. At least once. Give it a try. That goes for everything in life. Just give it a try, man. And it'll be all good. That's our podcast for this week. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you like what you heard, you can subscribe to us in iTunes. You can rate us there. Please do. You can leave a message or you can rate us with stars. You can uh, listen to us in Google Play. You can listen to us in Stitcher and Mixcloud. Uh, up on SoundCloud, we're going to have the previous two episodes up there. Those rotate in and out. And you can listen to them on the site. Uh, you can email us. You can leave comments. Though, I, I will say, you know, we had a we had a comment about our Leonard Cohen podcast recently, and it was from an upset listener, and that's fine. Uh, you know, everybody feels differently. I wish they had listened to the entire episode uh, because a lot of the points she made were 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 what we landed on by the end of the episode. But the point of these things is that we talk it out because that's what people do. And that's what, not just in music, we're going to need to do a lot more of going forward. Um, but if you, if you want to leave a comment or you have a question, uh, yeah, do it on there. Email me directly, email any of us on the site, uh, directly. And, uh, and then if we, uh, yeah. And if we see you out at a show, come say hi, we'll drink a beer for you. Drink a beer for you. We'll drink a beer with you. I'll drink a beer for you. Um, I had a few beers tonight, but uh, that is our podcast. So, as always, uh, thanks for listening and be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We will talk to you in a few days. Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>